At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. We got a good one on tap for you today. We stick, well, I mean, we're kind of all in the VEASAN family, but we really stick with the VEASAN family today. 30 minutes, host of the nightcap, and Notre Dame faithful fan, Tim Murray, will join us. I think you kind of understand why. Ed, preseason top 40. We got some teams left to unveil. I won't say it outright, Matt, but I think Tim Murray will give us some good insight on our next team. Well, Tim Murray is, uh, he's passionate about the fighting Irish, and uh I also think he's going to be a little bit skeptical about where this team is ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame's a top 10 team, just named its starting quarterback last week. but Lost the wide receiver, too. Yep, that's true. And uh, we'll run down the pros and cons of the uh, Fighting Irish with Tim Murray uh, later in the show. Yes, 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 we will. But we begin with the National Football League, as we always do. Very quickly, before we get to our main topic of the Open, we should point out a couple of things that happened in the NFL, Matt. First off, we have a quarterback battle in Seattle. wanted to point out that Drew Locke, yeah. who... Did you see the weird quote from Pete Carroll, Carroll the other day mm-hmm. about how Geno was essentially firmly entrenched as number one? He basically said Geno Smith is the starting quarterback. He did. And on top of that, we get news that Drew Locke tested positive for COVID and he's going to miss the next game against the Chicago Bears. He was actually going to start the Seahawks game against Chicago uh-huh. as part of this quarterback battle. But given Pete Carroll's comments, this, I would assume, not helping in the battle for Drew Locke for week one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Geno Smith is the starting quarterback for the Seahawks when they play host to Russell Wilson and the Broncos week one. You're not going out on a limb. Okay. All right. No. He's the big favorite. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. <laughs> Heavy favorite to be a starting quarterback for the Seahawks. I actually you know, watched that Seahawks-Steelers game last week. I thought Drew Locke made uh, a lot of nice throws in that game. Yep. He's 
he's a smart quarterback. He puts zip on the ball. Um, but I, I still think he's uh, his inexperience is probably what's holding him back a little bit. And Geno Smith did play well when he had the opportunity last year during Russell Wilson's uh, injury absence. So right now it looks like Smith's going to be the starting quarterback. But as things go with the Seahawks, JVT, there are no guarantees because this team's going to lose. It's going to lose a lot. They're going to shuffle quarterbacks in and out. Yep. And uh, that situation is going to be in flux the entire season. As far as the preseason game goes, Thursday night, we've only got one game on the schedule Thursday, and it's not a good one. Bears, Seahawks in Seattle, and uh, the home favorite, three and a half, total of uh, 39. I got to think the Bears are really going to put an emphasis here on trying to get their offense on track. <laughs> they were held scoreless in the first half last week in that uh, game against the Chiefs. Every other team in the league, aside from the Cowboys, were uh, experiencing an offensive explosion in the preseason. The Bears and the Cowboys couldn't get anything done with the first team. Cowboys didn't play the first team offense, but the Bears did. They couldn't get anything done with Justin Fields in that first unit. I think that's going to be a big emphasis tomorrow night. When you're one of the worst teams in the league, why would you waste time in the preseason? you got to make the most of it. Uh, I would agree, uh, but you know you could try to do a lot of things. Just because just you try and just because you have the passion to do it doesn't mean well, I'm not going to bet the happen, game. Right? I, yep. I really haven't seen an angle uh, that I want to bet on this one. I think if Drew Locke started for the Seahawks, I probably would have bet Seattle. Yeah. Uh, but without Locke... You know, what kind of quarterback play are you going to get from the Seahawks? You don't want to play Geno Smith that much. He's going to be your starter. Right, especially with lockdown, right? So. I, I actually, last night I was thinking the Bears might be a good bet in this game. Eh, I'm not going to bet the Bears. No. So one more thing to hit on before we move on to uh, our main topic, and, and this is actually a pretty big uh, storyline heading into the year that hasn't got like a ton of coverage, <laughs> but it's worth noting. And I was talking about the New Orleans Saints on the football show one of the Sundays. It brought up the fact that, hey, look, you know, Alvin Kamara, the status of Kamara this year is kind of floating out out there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know about uh, this issue with the law that he's facing, something that happened out here in our city, and his case kept getting pushed back. Well, this is from Adam Schefter, who reported that, quote, there's a real chance that the status of Alvin Kamara's felony battery case not going to affect his availability this season. His attorneys keep pushing out the case. By the time that there's a resolution to it, season may be well underway, and you know that I would think Roger Goodell is not going to start a whole process with Alvin Kamara for like week seven, week eight. So mm -hmm. don't think a suspension for Kamara, if it does come, would happen until 2023. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people assumed he was going to be suspended for, you know, maybe the first month or uh, yep. two months of the season. It looks like that's not going to happen. It's it's always interesting to me how attorneys can continue to push these things out, and push it out and push it Henry out. Ruggs. Henry Ruggs yep. is still sitting at home playing video games almost a year after uh, he killed a lady driving 150, 150 miles an hour on a city street. So uh, Alvin Kamara looks like uh, he's going to be free to play. I like the Saints. I like a lot, a lot of what they did in the offseason. And you can say, well, if they can keep Jameis Winston healthy, they got a really good shot to win this division. But I'm not even that concerned about it because you have Andy Dalton as your backup quarterback. And you can make a case that, you know, he's the best backup quarterback in the league. He's certainly the most experienced. He got the best resume. So. I think the Saints are actually in great position. Look at the wide receivers. Yeah, well, they're a great. quarterback, you're set up for a, a pretty explosive offense. I, I would say I love Jameis Winston, but I wouldn't put him in the top ten of quarterbacks. Would you? Uh, let's find out. Okay, wow. Well, look at that. Do you have like a list of maybe your top ten quarterbacks I did ready do a and list. available? I hope you wow. did one too. I did. Okay. I didn't think we were going to do this together, though. I thought I was just going to throw mine at you. I had no idea that you were doing yours. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. 
We talked about this last night. Oh, yeah. It's like we plan these things. <laughs> All right, so this is the premise of this is kind of on the heels of what's going on with Derek Carr, who some believe could be a top 10 quarterback in the National Football this, uh, League this year. Well, DraftKings, this is what got me thinking about yeah. it yesterday. So DraftKings sent out the tweet, is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? And a, a lot of people, Raiders fans, are going to say yes, even though he's never won a playoff game. He's put up some good numbers. Uh, he, he led the Raiders to 10 wins in the playoffs last season. Is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? I asked Michael Lombardi about that a couple of weeks ago. Lombardi said he's got Carr ranked number 10. All right, so let's take a look. I, I dug through the numbers last night, and I also have an intangible that I asked myself, JVT, to break ties or to sort the order in the top 10. I'll tell you about that. But here's my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Number one. Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Ah, stunner. Yeah. Going out in the limb. Number two, Josh Allen. That's kind of a stunner. Those two guys went head-to-head -head in the AFC, champ uh, AFC playoffs last year, and that was uh, an all-time classic game. That's 13 seconds. And you can actually say that Josh Allen outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that game. And some say 13 seconds isn't a long time. Mm -hmm. It's an eternity. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Tom <laughs> Brady. Number five on my list, Justin Herbert of the Chargers. Number six, Joe Burrow. Seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Lamar Jackson. Nine, Dak Prescott. And 10, last season Super Bowl winner, Matthew Stafford. So there you go. There's my top 10. Let's see how it compares to your top 10, and then I'll explain some of the reasoning behind my rankings. Okay. Uh, well, it's pretty similar at the top. I think it's it would be foolhardy not to rank Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback <laughs> in the National Football mm -hmm. League. Uh, where we differ is I bump up the old guys uh, above Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Wow. And I, then, I really thought you would go with the young guys. Uh, and then Josh yeah. I am an ageist, uh, yeah. but no, you know what? Look, when, you, when we're talking quarterbacks and these guys have been established and there's no need to go through all the details of their career, I think you put them behind Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so I also want to clarify one thing here. Uh-huh. These uh, rankings are not based on career accomplishments or anything like that. It's how I rate these quarterbacks coming into this season. Order remains the same. Right? Yeah, yeah. order remains okay. the same for me. Uh, Josh Allen at four, just ahead of Joe Burrow, who comes in at number five for me. Stafford at six, Dak Prescott at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Lamar Jackson at nine, and Justin Herbert coming in at ten. All right. Justin Herbert, I would say, if we're ranking them by athletic and physical skill set, I probably would put him in the top three. Mm-hmm. I see a little bit more out of the kid who went nine and eight last year. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, Lombardi told me I think uh, he's got Herbert in the top five. I ranked Herbert number five. Anyway, Derek Carr not in the top ten for either one of ours. <laughs> no, nah, I've got. I'll tell you what. Oli outside looking in. Huh? Oli outside looking in. I've got. Uh, I'll tell you, Kirk Cousins number, number 11, eleven. Yes. And Derek Carr number twelve. I have. I had him flipped. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Kirk Cousins, my guy. I actually, I really tried to make a case to, I had Kirk Cousins in there and I was like, man, I don't know if I can really put him ahead of the likes of like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, or Justin mm -hmm. Herbert. Love the guy, but don't think I could do it. So last year, looking at the numbers, I really, uh, I, I kind of rated guys uh, more negatively based on uh, a high rate of interceptions. Mm -hmm. So uh, if, if you look at that, Kirk Cousins actually had a great TD to INT <laughs> ratio, 33 to 7 last season. Turnover worthy play rate was minimal. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, once again, does not throw interceptions. Obviously, Rodgers last season, 37 TDs, four picks. Justin Herbert, actually, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He was number two in the league with 5,014 passing yards. Tom Brady was number one. Passing yards don't mean a whole lot, but um, a high interception number 
uh, to me is a big negative. Joe Burrow threw 14 picks. Josh Allen threw 15. Lamar Jackson had 16 TD passes, 13 interceptions. Patrick Mahomes had a career-high interception number last year, JVT, with 13. Uh, but as we always like, I like to point out last mm-hmm. year, as I did many times, a nearly identical turnover-worthy play rate to his career rate. So essentially, the turnover-worthy plays were becoming turnovers. He was just getting a little unlucky. Well, I don't, I, I don't doubt that a bit. You I've know? always felt like he's been lucky in terms of uh, he should have had more interceptions than actually showed up yeah. on a stat sheet. Matthew Stafford, here's why I downgraded him and put him in number 10. Two reasons. He threw 17 interceptions last season. That's the highest number of any guy in our top 10, mm-hmm. 17 picks. And he's also got this elbow issue going into the season, which is I just rate as a minor factor. But when I was trying to break a tie and rank the quarterbacks, I asked myself, okay, if it's a playoff game and i got to win a bet, which one of these quarterbacks would I rather bet on? And then your answer kind of tells you who you should have ranked higher. Okay. That's that's how I broke ties. Wow, you really trust Justin Herbert, who hasn't made it to the playoffs, to win playoff games over guys who have been to the Super Bowl, huh? Uh, Justin Herbert I had ranked really high based on a lot of statistical categories and the fact that uh, athletically, he's, he's a very gifted. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he you know how much stuff. I like that guy? Come yeah. I said, thought he should have been the number one pick the year before uh, that draft. But Herbert... If you go back and watch that week 18 game against the Raiders, he was phenomenal. It was not his fault that the Chargers lost to the Raiders and did not make the playoffs. Hey, kind of was his fault. It was not. (laughs) Being nearly perfect on fourth down conversions of like 10 or more yards. It was absolutely ridiculous. All right. We'll take our break here. Uh, When we come back, we continue on our edge preseason poll top 40. I think you know where we're going as Tim Murray's going to join us in 15 to break it all down. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. Then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, VSIN's college football guide is out now. Our NFL guide drops next week. Profiles of every team with trends, power ratings, and a lot more. Best bets on season win totals. Super Bowl picks, and much more. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do now, all the way through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe to see all of your options to be part of of the Sports Betting Network, vcin.com slash subscribe. You know, I heard that that includes a, a live stream of Wes Reynolds' living room, 24-7. Nobody's going to pay to watch that. <laughs> I mean, no, it's part of the deal. You're not <laughs> paying not, for it. That's, that's punishment. It's, it's a free edition. It's part. you got to watch a guy smoke cigarettes and watch TV? You think he smokes inside huh? his apartment? Yeah, of course. The West Camp? <laughs> You have to see him crunch numbers for golf. It'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right, so we got a lot to get to college football-wise. Edge preseason top 40 poll continues, and we unveil the next team well into the top 10. For those who haven't been with us the last couple of days, the 10th best team according to the Edge pollsters, the Tennessee Volunteers. Number nine, the Oklahoma Sooners. That leaves us, by my math, at number eight. And we go to an independent squad. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, are the eighth best team, according to the Edge preseason top 40 voters. Uh, very, very, very solid team, I would say, coming into this year. Questions about the quarterback. Jack Cohn, of course, departs. They named Tyler Buckner just the other day, Matt, as their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. They lose uh, one of the the returning production guys in terms of receiver the other day, too, in terms of a uh, torn ACL, projected to be their starting slot receiver. But Buckner gets a pretty solid offensive line and some good returning personnel to back him on defense. Six guys overall on offense and eight coming back on defense for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I think there's going to be some questions about Marcus Freeman as a head coach, too. If you yeah. go back to the bowl game, the Irish blew a big lead in the second half and lost that uh, Fiesta Bowl to Oklahoma State. And uh, that was Freeman's first game as head coach. Anytime you're talking about somebody who's this inexperienced, you don't know exactly what you're going to get in terms of game management, right? We, yeah. We've seen... Guys hired, and everybody said, well, that's a great hire. Then you watch the guy coach, and he totally bungles the fourth quarter and blows leads and uh, becomes a bet against coach. Uh, You know, I would have a higher opinion of the Dallas Cowboys if Mike McCarthy actually had his act together. But a lot of times, uh, you don't know what you're going to get with a head coach and when the the pressure's on and tough decision-making spots in the second half. Marcus Freeman, I think, is going to be a great recruiter. I like to hire, too. But like I said, there's still questions until you see him coach through an entire season. He's also got a new quarterback, like you talked about, Tyler Buckner. I think he's talented. I, I expected him to win the job. But now you got a really depleted receiving core, and that's going to make it tougher on Buckner. 
and uh, you go to Ohio State in week one, and you're facing a Buckeyes team that probably has the deepest receiving core in the country, even after losing a lot of talent uh, to the NFL, and you're up against it as more than a two-touchdown underdog on the road in Columbus on September 3rd. So um, I'm optimistic about Notre Dame winning somewhere around eight to nine games. But this is not this team is not a playoff threat like it was last year. Yeah, and uh, you know you, you've you do have a, a lot of unanswered questions about the quarterback and the coach, and that's why I would not bet over the win total of eight and a half. I think the number's right. Notre Dame's got a decent shot to win nine, uh, but this is not a win total play for me. Yeah, so for me, and I talked about this on the Sunday show, and um, in some spots, like the win total was shaded to the over, like minus 150, minus 160. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's for me, from a price standpoint, a probability standpoint, it's really high given what we know about Notre Dame. Because while Buckner did play in every single game last year and helped, I think it was the Virginia Tech game in which he played a really big role for Cone. He played well. Yeah, yeah. in that game. Uh, and he's a little bit more mobile, so that maybe affects things in terms of the turnover really not being too great, at least the learning curve for him. And it's the same offensive coordinator. Despite the fact that Marcus Freeman takes over, still the same offense coordinator from the last three years. So Tommy Reese. Yeah. Thank you. So there's not going to be much drop off there, mm-hmm. but it's still a new quarterback. And you talk about this, like when the schedule comes, there are what, 15 point underdogs? At Ohio State would be the consensus number. And then you have some pretty losable games on the road against North Carolina. It's a neutral site game against BYU, but I have uh, won. It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Uh, but it, I guess apparently, from what I've heard, it counts as a home game for Notre Dame. It's part of so the they, Shamrock series for yeah. Notre Dame. So Irish. They got the first uh, crack of tickets in terms Irish of Irish will have yeah. more fans at the game. BYU is going to be well represented. And Notre Dame right now figures is about a seven-point favorite in that game. Okay. But I think BYU is going to be a dangerous dog on October 8th in Vegas. In I agree with that, right? So there's that game. There's Clemson. There's USC on the road. <laughs> Those are all some spots where you could see the Irish slip up, and that means you got to be essentially perfect in these other spots that mm-hmm. we're talking about on the schedule. And that is a somewhat tough ask to lay a price of like a buck fifty for them to go over eight and a half. Yeah, obviously, plenty of winnable games on yes. the schedule, but you're looking what games do you expect Notre Dame to lose. You expect the Irish to lose at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the BYU game is more of a coin flip than a lot of people think. The North Carolina game on the road two weeks before that, late September, could be tricky. But the games Irish are going to lose at Ohio State. They're probably going to lose at home to Clemson. And I think they're going to lose at USC uh, in the end of uh, November. Like you said, plenty of winnable games. Marshall, Cal, uh, Stanford is a home game. UNLV is a home game. At Syracuse, at Navy, BC. When you set the win total at 8.5, uh, I think you have to shade it over because you're probably going to get more over action on a public team like Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a coin flip whether this Irish team wins eight or wins nine. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So from that standpoint for Notre Dame, uh, very interesting team. We'll get Tim Murray's thoughts on this a little bit further uh, when he joins us in about 15 minutes or so. I wanted to throw something at you because I, uh, I noticed a prop up here at South Point and want to get your thoughts on. So Chris Andrews does a great job uh, with some of the more exotic props to put up, especially for college football. And mm-hmm. uh, we've seen variations of this before. So up here at the South Point, uh, we have a four-way college football championship prop. So essentially, it's four groups. Three of them have four different teams in them. The rest is the field. And you can bet on this in terms of uh, one of these members of these groups to win the college football national championship. So, for example, Alabama, Notre Dame, Utah, Texas to win the national championship plus 150. Ohio State, Clemson, Texas A&M, Oregon, 2-1 to one, national championship. Georgia, South – I was going to say South Carolina, SC, <laughs> USC, uh, Oklahoma, Michigan, third choice of plus 250, and then all other teams, 18-1. to one. So I'll ask you first, at first – Blush, looking at this, 
Is there a group that sticks out to you? Because my eyes immediately went to Ohio State, Clemson, Texas A&M, and Oregon. I love this. Uh, I love these type of props and these type of debates. Uh, okay, first of all, let's break it down. That first group, Alabama is the only group in there that has a chance to win the national championship. Right. Notre Dame's not winning it. I love this Utah team, but the Utes are not winning the national championship, and neither is Texas. Right. So are you going to take plus 150 on Alabama to win the whole thing? No, not going to do that. You can also view it through the prism of at least getting teams to the table, right? Like getting to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. And even then, I mean, I would say Utah's got a decent shot at making it to a college football well, playoff. I mean, first. you can get Utah 50 to 1 to win the whole thing. Just yeah. bet that. Mm-hmm. And then you can hedge out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take plus 150 on this group. What are the best odds you've seen in town on Alabama to win the championship? Oh, or at DraftKings or anywhere? I think, what, 2 two to 1? You, you might be able to get plus 250. Yeah, I was going to say something like that. Okay, so the second group, Ohio State, Clemson, A&M, Oregon. Oregon has no shot to win it. Uh, Ohio State, Clemson, Clemson, A&M are all, I think, legitimate contenders, even though A&M is going to be a 14 to 17 point underdog at Tuscaloosa. You don't throw out Texas A&M in that group. Uh, I I would ask you to crunch the numbers and tell me if you think there's value in plus 200. Uh, I haven't done that yet. Georgia, SC... Oklahoma, Michigan, plus 250. Uh, I don't think SC, Oklahoma, or Michigan are legit uh, title threats, but like you said, maybe you can get one of those teams to the playoffs. You get an outside shot. The field, all others at 18-1, to 1, no, no chance in hell would I bet that <laughs> because if there's a team outside this 12, you're going to get much better odds. If there's a team outside this 12 you like, you're going to get much better odds than 18-1. to 1. Yep. So I wouldn't even consider it. I think just without crunching the numbers, I would tell you I would take the two to one on the second group: Ohio State, Clemson, A and M, and Oregon. Well, I'm here for you, buddy, and okay. I did crunch the numbers. Okay, and if you use the South Point's own future odds uh-huh. and use all the probabilities of the teams that are involved in these groups, the probability for Group Two, actually using the South Point future book, price is plus one hundred six. Okay, you're getting two to one on those four. So you're getting value on <laughs> two to one on, <laughs> right? the, on the second group. Okay, using their own numbers here. Now, then, there's a little bit of like value in, like for example, uh, plus one eighteen. If you use the again the implied probabilities of the future prices here at the South Point, that's Group One. So there's a little bit of value there. Like you see it here, there's a little bit of value in each of these numbers. I think it's a little skewed off of what the South Point futures look like at this point. But if you look at it consistently, I've done it through, through for three operators so far: South Point, DraftKings, Circa. Every single one of those points to group two. There is a, a mathematical edge in looking at them at two to one, the biggest edge at least to be had with group two. And I think like immediately your eye gets drawn there and the numbers are telling you the same thing. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get two to one odds and you got uh, get you Ohio, get State. Ohio State and Clemson right off the top. And by the way, too, so. Ohio State, n- not a lock, but an odds on favor to make it to the college football playoff. The probability for Clemson around 47%, something Uh like that. So you've got a good chance to get two of those teams at least to the table as well. So, yeah, everything coming up group two for me, baby. So after Chris opened this prop and he put the second group at plus 200, has there been any movement? Not just checked right now on the app. Still two to one. Still the same. Yep, still two to one. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, let's talk to Tim Murray, get his thoughts on his fight in Irish and the chances that Notre Dame could maybe make it back to the college football player for just what a season's going to look like and if they can win nine or more games. It's the edge. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check those betting splits. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? <laughs> I've got an answer for you. Betting splits page. It's updated every 10 minutes, and you can see changes in all of the action. You can find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way vcin's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check it out today. Betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We're all over it. Also all over it. Pretty much at everything, but specifically Notre Dame, his area of expertise, the fighting Irish, one fighting Irishman himself, I assume. Tim Murray, not like actually alum, but just of Irish descent, and you fight a lot. What's up, man? Well, I am the true uh, embodiment of what they call Subway alums. No uh, no chance of getting into that university, but cheer for them like, uh, like I went there. Okay, I like it. So it gives you a lot of passion, and you're you're knowledgeable about the team, both basketball and football, and I would assume lacrosse as well. Uh, so let's talk a little about this iteration of the Fighting Irish coming into this year. Uh, seven returning starters on offense, eight on defense. We have them ranked eighth in our edge preseason top 40. Too high? Uh, I think that's about right. I mean, you know, I think you guys have haven't unveiled your top three, but I think there's a pretty distinct drop-off from the top three if you want to lump in Clemson, I have a lot, I have my concerns, but you know I was texting with Matt earlier this week when uh, the news came out that Avery Davis, their senior captain or six-year senior captain, uh, was done for the year with a torn ACL. And I know Matt, you probably voiced it that you feel they're maybe a little overrated. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at their offensive and defensive lines, uh, to me, those are both top five, if not you know top ten, if not top five in the country. And that's why I think there's a there's a chance that they could, you know, maybe get to double-digit wins, but you know the schedule is uh, is is challenging, and and certainly it starts right off the jump with uh, being a two-touchdown underdog uh, on the road at Ohio State. All right, so Tim Murray's got the Irish winning double digits and going to the playoffs. Is that what I heard? I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is that is what we call twisting words, Mr. Humans. Look at that banner behind Tim Murray on the wall. That's Notre Dame's uh, national championship history. And Tim, I don't see any additions on there since 1988. Nope. Yeah. That is correct. Yes, okay. uh, the 1989 Fiesta Bowl was the last time they got to hoist a, a championship and put something on that banner. So it's uh, it's been barren. I'm waiting. I've got the Sharpie ready, man. I'll, I'll write it in. I'll buy a new banner. But, <laughs> Tim, you're uh, big, uh, you big Rudy fan? It's okay. Okay. Figured you'd be Rudy's not bad. I figured you would see yourself in like in Rudy, you know, the underdog scrapping, fighting, trying to make the, the greatest college football Rudy's program. He's been hanging out in Vegas a lot in recent years. I don't know. If, oh, yeah. You, see, you haven't seen him around? No. Yeah. Talking about actual Rudy yeah. or yeah. actor Which Rudy Rudiger? Yeah. Sean Astin or the actual Rudy? No, Rudy Rudiger, the football oh. player, the football <laughs> star for Notre Dame. All right. So let's he get back offsides. to uh, Brian Kelly's departure. Uh, Tim, yep. how surprised were you by that? I was stunned that he went to LSU. Then you see the money, money talks, obviously. And uh, do you approve of the Marcus Freeman appointment as head coach? Because I like Freeman a lot. I think you have to uh, have some questions about how good he's going to be as a game manager manager until you actually see it happen. And it didn't look so good in the Fiesta Bowl uh, last, uh, last season. But talk about Kelly and uh, Freeman if you can. Yeah, I was very surprised, Matt. Um, you know, the rumors kept coming out uh, when they were playing Stanford over Thanksgiving weekend uh, that he was, you know, it was first it was USC and then it was, you know, LSU. It just didn't it didn't make sense to me, uh, especially, you know, from what I had heard, what had been reported that, you know, he was building this, you know, brand new uh, house right on campus, which could give them an edge in recruiting and all of that. So I felt like 
you know, it would have it would have been a big surprise, especially this far in his career. You know, 2012 when he flirted with the NFL, that made sense. But now he had been there. He had won. You know, led them to the most. He had you know broken Newt Rockney's record for for all time wins. So it was it was surprising. As for Marcus Freeman, I was I was absolutely in favor of the hire. I, I thought it was a bit of a risk. Uh, I do think in this day and age, as we all remember back in December, look, Notre Dame could not have waited until January to hire Luke Fickle. Uh, Would Luke Fickle have left? I think he would have, but he was not going to leave before Cincinnati made the playoff. The irony of all this, guys, is if Notre Dame had beaten Cincinnati Mm -hmm. in September, Luke Fickle might be the head coach of Notre Dame right now. I, I, I think there's a real possibility because then he wouldn't have had to wait around for the playoff. But the momentum right now they have for recruiting, uh, they've never recruited this high uh, before. Uh, there's you know, rumors that they could be losing their top recruit here in the tw- class of 2023. But the last part, Matt, that you bring up is absolutely fair. Look, there's a lot of criticisms uh, from Notre Dame fans now with revisionist history of, well, Brian Kelly can never win the big game. Well, you know what Brian Kelly did? He won every game down <laughs> yes, the stretch right. as a favorite. Uh-huh. The last time he lost, guys, this stat is incredible. The last time Notre Dame lost as a, a favorite, just outright, was the regular season finale in 2017. Uh, they, you know, they closed as a dog against Oklahoma State. They lost that game. They were a dog against Cincinnati. You think about Clemson and and Alabama in the playoffs. They were all dogs there. The ACC championship. They were a dog. That is a remarkable stat. And I heard Paul Stone earlier this morning with uh, with Mitch and Paul, and I thought he made a decent point. You know, it's probably likely that Marcus Freeman will lose a game this year as a favorite because Notre Dame, as of right now, is a favorite in. You know, 10, maybe even 11 games, depending on, you know, how you look at the Clemson game in November. So that's that's stability that Brian Kelly had. I don't know if Marcus Freeman is there, but to answer your question, very long winded, Matt, I do approve of the hiring because I felt it kept the momentum going of 54 wins over the last five years. Yeah, I like Freeman. He's going to recruit well. I think he's going to be fine, but he's still a young coach who's going to make mistakes. And I didn't like that Fiesta Bowl collapse. I can tell you that. But that was uh, just one game. I, I know the numbers uh, might tell a different story, JVT, but right now I would not favor Notre Dame against Clemson. I would not favor Notre Dame against USC. Yeah. Uh, so I would make Notre Dame a favorite in nine of the 12 games, Tim. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, I think Notre Dame at USC. I, I think the question I have about USC come November, whatever that date is, last weekend, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. is the depth. You know, Notre Dame has the capabilities of – kind of making that a really long day for USC because the lines aren't there yet. We know about all of the big-time additions that they've had, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, die in the running back position, and those are all better than what Notre Dame has at skill positions. There's no denying that. But can USC win the trenches, especially on the 12th game of the season? So I wouldn't disagree, especially on the road, uh, but obviously they're an underdog to Ohio State. Uh, that game against BYU is a really tricky spot, in my opinion. You know, at UNC, I think, could be also a tricky spot as well. So, you know, we had Brad Powers on the show last night, uh, and he played under nine. I know Paul Stone mentioned he played under nine. At eight and a half, and the guy, that's what we wrote it up at, I said I would lean over, not mm-hmm. a personal play. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is probably a nine-win football team in 2022. Okay. So we got the news the other day, of course, that uh, Tyler Buckner is the starting quarterback. What do you expect from him? Ten games last year helped lead uh, the comeback against Virginia Tech when Cohen got a little banged up. What are we expecting from him? 
Yeah, true dual threat, JVT, and that's the biggest thing. You know, red zone touchdowns, I expect a lot from him. What we don't know is his throwing capabilities. Now, this guy was a high four-star recruit coming out of the San Diego area. He had to miss his entire senior season uh, due to COVID-19 you know, protocols there in California. So he hadn't played football in a long time before stepping on the field last year. Had some flashes. The biggest thing I have questions about, guys, is his durability. He got banged up a whole lot last year. And if Drew Pine has to step in and be a you know a starter for a couple games, that's where things could get really, really tricky. You know, this year for Notre Dame, a lot of the skill positions on offense are all about, well, if this guy does that, then Notre Dame can be this, right? Tyler Buckner, we don't really know. He hasn't thrown the ball a whole hell of a lot. You know, the running back position, Logan Diggs is coming off an injury. People think he's ahead of schedule, but we don't know. Chris Tyree, is he a guy that can be a every down back. I don't think so. So uh, Lorenzo Styles, he had a big game against Oklahoma State. Can he continue that at the wide receiver position? That's, you know, I would say embarrassingly thin for a team that wants to be a top 10 program. They recruited incredibly poorly at the wide receiver position. And when you lose a six-year senior to a torn ACL, and that's, you know, really hindering your depth, that's an issue uh, with the program, and that's why they've gone out and they've recruited that position really hard. So I think Tyler Buckner has the potential, JBT, but my biggest question is we haven't really seen him throwing the ball all that well, and secondly is the durability. The, word, the thing working out for him, though, guys, is the offensive line. This offensive line was not very good last year. I expect it to be one of the best offensive lines in the country. They bring back Harry Heastan as the offensive line coach. He was the O-line coach when Mike McGlinchey was there, when Quentin Nelson was there. That is a huge, huge addition uh, from this offseason for the Irish. Last right. 45. Well, Tim that's Murray's going to be at that BYU-Notre Dame game October 8th, no doubt about it. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Gonna be absolutely. Absolutely going to be there. Tim, if you got hired by a Louisiana TV station next week, could you develop a Cajun accent overnight like Brian Kelly did? Well, I'd have to talk to my family about uh, doing that, but you know, I, I think I could pull it off. Tip thirty seconds. Uh, when totally, you want to leave with us or anything future-wise in college football? Yeah, one I talked about last night, guys. Uh, UCF over eight and a half. I think they could be favorite in all twelve games. Uh, they don't play Houston. They get extra rest for Louisville in the non-conference. So I will take the Fighting Gus Malzahn's uh, over eight and a half wins. All right, Tim Murray. Co-captain with Sean King on the nightcap. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you. All right, boys. Talk to you soon. All right, you got it. We'll come back. We've got a lot to get to in baseball. <laughs> the Yankees. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. He's evil. Yes, he is. Welcome back. Hey, you know what's not evil, though? Zen nicotine pouches. And that's what this segment is brought to you by. Zen nicotine pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people, millions of people, achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. Zen understands there's one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that next step, Zen's going to be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. And if you're thinking about making that change head over to zen.com check out zen nicotine pouches zyn.com warning product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical it's great to have tim murray on today host of the nightcap former co-host with me on my guys in the desert i know he loves notre dame football yeah and he tries to be somewhat skeptical i think uh, to ground his expectations about the irish um but i do think it's a coin flip between eight or nine wins for this notre dame team he made a good point when I handicapped that team, I said, wow, this team is really strong on the offensive and defensive lines. But you question a lot of other things. And uh, you got four games on the schedule you could lose, yeah. uh, if not five. So uh, good preview of the Fighting Irish. I think we probably got them ranked about right at number eight. I've seen some preseason polls. JVTs have Notre Dame at number five. I think that's too high. Irish are probably just barely inside the top ten. So I don't disagree too much with our ranking. Where, where did you have Notre Dame ranked in your poll? I think they are overrated. I had them at nine. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, uh, right around that range. I think uh, Adam Burke had them at 11. I don't know where you had them, and I can pull up Paul Stones uh, relatively quickly. But, yeah, that's where we're at about right now. So I think we're all generally in the same area. Uh, Notre Dame in my poll, uh, I can tell you in a minute. By the way, the Irish straight-up records for the past four years, including the bowl games, 11-2, and 10-2, and 11-2, and 12-1. Brian Kelly had a great run there the last four years. Yeah, can't beat Clemson, can't beat Alabama in playoffs, but who is? Yep. You know, nobody's beating those teams. So uh, he he came close to getting the Irish to their first national championship since uh, 1988 and uh, just could not get the Irish over the hump. Paul had him at eight. I had Notre Dame seven. Wow. Okay. 
You're really high on this team. I had them behind Utah. <laughs> well, I think all of us had them behind Utah. All right. Best bets. What do you got? BMW Championship. I right, talked briefly about this. Uh, John Rahm at 14 to 1, Tony Finau 17, Colin Morikawa 23, and Cameron Young 28. Hopefully, Cameron Young can break through for his first PGA Tour win, similar to how Willie Z did the last week at 30 to 1. Uh, all right. So, driving is going to be a big point of emphasis on this course, and John Rahm is going to have an advantage in that category. Also, I think these players are going to be pin hunting and iron play approach shots are going to be uh, very important. That's why I like Colin Morikawa. Putting is going to be very important. I, I don't think this is much different than any other week. Uh, but Tony Finau has been red hot with the putter. Last week when John Rahm and Tony Finau tied for fifth, Rahm led the field in greens and regulation and scrambling. I thought it was interesting. I bet him at 14-1. to 1 And um, I know Wes Reynolds did as well. I think Brady Cannon might be on Rom. I'm not exactly sure about that, but last night at Circus Sports, Rom was down to nine to one. Wow, plus nine twenty-five. So I think uh, Circus taking a lot of money on John Rom this week. This is a second event of the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs. You have uh, all the elite players here essentially, and um, I think you're going to see an elite player win this week. I did not play any long shots. Uh, everything under 30 to 1, Rom, Finau, Morikawa, Cameron Young. If I were to set odds on, I don't know, let's say the Matt Humans led group at the Superbook Super Contest Weekend Golf Tournament, would I make them the favorite? Well, there's some controversy. You the three time defending champs? Yeah, I think everybody knows that by now. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My team is the three time defending champ of the Westgate Superbook. Funny how that streak started Super the year after you allowed me to join your team. It did start the year after you were on the team. <laughs> hey, I think a birdie putt. Brian Musburger was part of uh, one of our winning teams. How much did he contribute? He contributed yeah. a few shots, yeah. Uh, so after we went up for the th- – we got some controversy. Do I have time to talk about this now or you want to hit it tomorrow? It's Let's, your show, man. I think we should just tease to it, and I'll talk about it more tomorrow. But there's a brewing controversy oh. – because my team has dominated the Westgate tournament, and yeah. Jay Cornegay is trying to interfere. Let's talk about it on tomorrow's show. Okay, it might uh, be it might be one of the biggest dividers in our relationship with the Westgate. <laughs> no, that would not be the case at all. No, no, no. it's not that big. Oh, okay, <laughs> no. all right, all right. <laughs> Couldn't help it. All right, Major League Baseball. Let's go back. To, let's go back to last night, <laughs> really quickly. Uh, we do have a couple of results to get to, including. Uh, you know, I've been kind of, I haven't said this, but I've been a little worried about Santos. He can't really break out of this funk and neither can his Yankees uh, because they lost again yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, they're, they're synonymous. They're symbiotic with one another. You know what I mean? As things go south, Santos gets sadder and sadder and loses more hair. It's going pretty poorly right now. And they lose again yesterday. Yeah, Matt Santos is our producer and uh, he's a diehard Yankees fan. When they lose, he can't sleep. He comes in here in a cranky <laughs> mood. He kicked the assistant producer in the shin today. Right. Last time, Sean or Audio yeah. Tech. Uh, you know who else is in town? Will Hill, the VCN handicapper. Oh, really? Huge Yankees fan. He's staying at the Venetian uh, for any fans out there who might want to look him up for photos or autographs. But Room 1125. <laughs> since he's landed in Las Vegas, the Yankees have scored one run in three days. <laughs> he got here Saturday night. The Yankees have been shut out, shut out. They scored one run last night. Okay. He's got to wow. get back to the East Coast. <laughs> I don't know. The Feng Shui is off at this point right now. <laughs> I just, now, it's it's fair to, I guess, give the Yankees a little bit of slack because Matt Carpenter 
was hot. He's injured out of the lineup. DJ LeMahieu has been out. Uh, you, you talked about Giancarlo Stanton. Um, so those three bats out of the lineup, and Rizzo was out before that, but Rizzo's back. So the Yankees still have plenty of firepower in that lineup. They should not be getting shut down like this by mediocre uh, pitching. So the offense has really disappeared, and they've now lost 11 mm-hmm. of 13, and uh, it's ugly right now. And when in baseball, when you get stuck in an offensive slump like this, it's not easy to get out of it. So when you're handicapping the Yankees on a daily basis – do you look under? Do you look at the underdog? Because the Yankees are favored in basically all of these games, and I'm not laying a price with this team right now. I can't count on that offense to just bust out. You just can't handicap and say, well, they're going to bounce back. It's not that simple. Um, I don't know if you saw this morning, but the bullpen has been a problem too. Stephen anyway. A. Smith called it unacceptable, this slump. I'm glad that he chimed in on that. Diehard baseball Really sharp baseball analyst that he is. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN cares about baseball totally. Uh, yeah, this team, this is uh, not going well. What two and ten in their last twelve, something like that? I think uh, I said they lost eleven of the last thirteen. Okay, I think. All right, so yeah. something in that range. Uh, all right, with that we move on because there's a couple of other things. First off, I wanted to hit this stat. I thought this was incredible. So I watched the Astros and White Sox go at it yesterday. Astros, excuse me, the White Sox doing everything they can, and it's not like you know Cleveland or Minnesota is running away with this division. So they're trying the best they can to get this division and Mm -hmm. uh, wrap it up potentially and get a playoff spot. Five-game win streak after last night and another comeback for the Chicago White Sox. How about this nugget? Over this win streak that they have, the White Sox have scored 13 of their 21 runs in the seventh inning or later. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not sustainable. I'm just going to... I'm going to put that out there. Don't know if that's sustainable for a It's not sustainable. But, you know, in baseball, you have all these short burst uh, trends. Yeah. And uh, that's one for the White Sox right now. Tony LaRusso, it's gotten so bad that he's taking uh, tips from fans in the stands. Did you see the audio? Or the okay, video? so I saw a fan shouting at him, but he Shout- actually. The, sh- the fan was shouting at Tony, hey, you got a pinch run for him. You got yeah. And LaRusso, who was kind of asleep at the dugout railing, is like, oh, yeah, I do. And then he runs out and calls timeout and sends in a pinch here. runner. Are we sure he wasn't going to do that already? I don't think he was going to do it. I watched the video five times. I don't think he was going to do it. That can't be true. I just I refuse to believe that that's. I saw the video. I didn't watch the rest of it because you know millennial short attention span. Uh, but I did. I don't think that's actually true. He was going to do it. I don't know if that's a that's a fireable offense. If that's well, I've heard that phrase thrown out about Larusa fifty times this <laughs> yes, year. Yeah. He's not going to get fired. He's going to make it through the season, well, for better or worse. And then the White Sox will decide in the off season whether. To uh, bring him back or if he wants uh, to retire, which I think is probably going to happen. Now, there's plenty of time for this to dissolve, too. But again, the Braves uh, on a massive winning streak here. Now, eight straight for Atlanta. Game uh, lead for New York cut down to three and a half in this division. And they go at it again here later today. Yeah, uh, I actually... Um, you got to stop this skid if you're the Mets. The Braves are gaining ground. And the Mets are going to be looking over their shoulder here. But... Anytime you get Max Scherzer at a price around 140, 150, and he's a minus 145 right here at the South Point right mm-hmm. now, I've got to back Max Scherzer. I think Mad Max is pitching about as well right now as I ever see him pitch. So, um, I, if you forced me to take a side in this game and I didn't bet it, I would I would take Mad Max in a game in August, which is as close to not a must win, but a a very very important game for the New York Mets because you don't want this lead mm-hmm. to get cut down any further against a red hot Braves team. Mad Max usually shows up and performs pretty well. Sure he does, no doubt. All right, we're all done. Remember, make sure, so a couple of things. College Football Betting Guide, of course, is out. Uh, We are 10 days from the start of college football. 
August 27th. It is right around the corner. Week zero, it all begins on that Saturday. So make sure you get the college football betting guide and the NFL betting guide, which comes out next week. Uh, we're all wrapping up the work on that over the next uh, 24 hours or so. So that's very much worth your time. All of that and more up on vcin.com. And check out vcin.com. Subscribe for subscription details. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.